Yo, Joburg, everybody, welcome to a very special collaboration between G.I. Joburg and Talking Joe. We have an attendance along with your usual suspect, Stephen Paul. We have the OGs from Talking Joe podcast. It's Chief and Ben. Hello, gentlemen. How's it going, S. Jobs? Hey, Paul. Nice to hey, meet ben. you. Hey, Chief. Uh, yes, this is the first time Paul has met Chief and Ben. Wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for digging up a couple of old fossils and bringing bringing us onto your young show. Yeah, an apology has been made. Uh, apologies for the viewership going down when this one lands. No, oh, brother. We only have like ten or so, so it's okay. We wanted to bottle that enthusiasm that you guys have for, well, just for your friendship and for retro stuff and for GI Joe and inject it into this episode because the content of this episode is a very, very special one. There is an incredible catalogue, which, I mean, it has been oft-treaded ground. It's the Benelux catalogue from 1990. Uh, mad props to our buddy Paul Panfalone of Plastic Battles. He did a podcast series on this very same topic, and he comes at it from a photographer's point of view, which is incredible. We're coming at it from the point of view of extremely um, enthusiastic fans, so expect all the gushing and perhaps less of the uh, um, uh, appreciation of lighting and shadow and diorama construction, though there might be a bit of that as well. Either um, way, we're going to have some fun letting these images roll past. If you are listening to this podcast and not checking it out on YouTube, why aren't you checking it out on YouTube? Come on, man. Some visual cues. But if you are jonesing for the images, the uh, links to Plastic Battles websites where you can find very high quality scans of the entire catalog will be in the description to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it. But without further ado, gentlemen, should we crack open this beautiful, beautiful tome of G.I. Joe advertising? It's, um, it's, do it. In fact, in fact, um, just very quick little story here. I'm, you're lucky that I'm even here uh, right now because uh, I spoke to Ben about this offline about half an hour ago. I was uh, going up into the loft, the treacherous loft, to get some packaging for some comics I've sold on eBay. And uh, I'm kind of pretty much almost through the loft. Uh, the, the hatch is kind of on my waist area. I've leant around to get some packaging. Foot slipped on the loft ladder. Uh, leg gashed on the, uh, the metal concertina ladder. I start falling down through the loft. Managed to get my arms out. Uh, think Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones, when he's, uh, you know, the, the dude's chucked him the whip. He's taken the whip off and he's falling down the thing. He's trying to scramble up. So I'm kind of perched over the ledge of this uh, thingy. The scraped all up my arms, all prima jumper. Oh. And I had to manage to strength for the bear, luckily. I managed to pull myself up through the loft hatch. But uh, I'm thinking of um, climbing for dollars <laughs> from Running Man. <laughs> yeah. Is that that for a well. dollar? That was it. That was it. But I saw my life flash before my eyes. And all I thought was, man, I don't want to be late for S Jobs' uh, G.I. Joburg broadcast. So I managed to uh, pull myself up. But it was, uh, could have been a lot worse. Jeez, you did not communicate that on the group. And I know that you're a pretty limber man these days. So can you, can you show us your gash? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see it, man. I want to see some blood. No, no. I'll show you it offline. All right, all right, okay. I was once in a cafe once, and I saw a guy in a full torso body cast like this, and I was wow. like, dude, I've got to come over and just, is there a really gnarly story of how this happened? And he was like, yeah, I fell through my loft hatch. Oh, Jesus. So, dude, you, you count yourself lucky, brother. Yeah, How's yeah. Well? Is that man caves, I don't know, risk? That's it, I that's it. I'm um, by Kenner. 
<laughs> Wicked. Um, apologies for the diversion. Yes, uh, let's 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 crack on. So, Paul, you haven't even seen this catalogue, I don't believe, have you? No, no, wow. I haven't. Um, okay. You guys are saying Benelux. I'm, I'm like, yeah. I mean, five minutes before, a few seconds before you said Benelux, I thought we were going to see some Playboy action. I don't know. We we only briefly chatted about this offline, S Jobs and, and Ben, when we were doing some of the toy box stuff, and. I'm still a bit confused about what this catalogue is, S. Jobs. So, and I, I, the lazy man that I am, I've done no research. So, just tell me what this catalogue is. As far as I know, the Benelux territories, uh, Belgium, uh, let me get this right, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, were somewhat of a, a very special kind of beast when it came to GI Joe promotion. They got their own um, exclusives. They got their own promotional material. And clearly a lot of care and effort was put into um, Hasbro Benelux's advertising material because these catalogs didn't appear in any other markets. I mean, we all got catalogs, right? But, but they pale in comparison to the level of like just care, attention, depth of like presentation, the characterization, the fact that each image is telling a great story is something that is so evident. Um, it's really a fantastic piece of G.I. Joe history and one that I don't think too many people know about. Like a smattering of these images uh, often turn up in, in, in web searches, but the complete catalog is something that not everyone is aware of and certainly like people who are aware of it I mean, it trades hands on eBay every now and then. You can get a complete catalogue. Um, they are high-demand items, I think. I don't know what they're listen, going for. Listen, listen, Paul's going out of his mind here. Let's just cut to the chase. Open up the uh, open up the <laughs> link and let's let's get page one open. Are you All right, holograms and yeah. I mean, I need to hear. Yeah, I better hear like pinch harmonics when this thing opens. Well, I think you're going to lead the charge then, Paul, with image number one. What is your first impression? Okay, so I've got it. I'm allowed to open it now. That's Do it, it, brother. Do it. That's the general consent. Okay, cool. Hold on. Image and one. These are big kind of spreads. They're almost double. Ooh, they're almost centerfold spreads, aren't they? These are Playboy centerfolds. You got it. Except we've replaced Playboy with Volta. <laughs> well, play, playmates. We replaced the playmates with Voltar, but yeah, this, mean, this is this is yeah. contrasty shadows. I love this. This reminds me and of some of the Dino Rider catalog shots that we used to see on the back of like magazines, where there was just so much atmosphere. Yeah, that is wow. atmosphere crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned that we might not be mentioning the lighting, S Jobs, but the lighting here is fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah. very me. Like, shadows to like bring out the the pop out the color and stuff in the in the toys as well. I love at yeah. the center of those kind of little troop bits. You've got the the guy with the hat off, the helmet. Yeah, off. that's brilliant. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. So what's happening here, guys? What I love the fact Volta? they got flippers. I love the fact they got flippers on still. <laughs> are you thinking this is ceremonial or are they getting G'd up to, to go into to battle here? It depends. Uh, if you've been working in corporate for a while, this looks like a motivational speech. Yeah. Or like a workshop, you know, how to be a better Cobra. Brainwashing. <laughs> Brainwash. 
No, I have a theory about um, particularly Voltar and the Iron Grenadiers' place in territories outside of the United States. I think it was less understood that Destro had a separate game going on. I think it was... They were more collapsed into Cobra. So what I'm seeing in this image is Cobra Commander's got his, his new duds. He's being introduced to this new fella, Voltar, who is now commanding these new styles of troops. It's basically like showcasing like Cobra's new specializations. Yeah, That's my yeah exactly. And, and also the fact that, you know, they're not going to have Cobra Commander in his hooded, um, you know, regular duds because that figure's not out. They're trying to sell a battle armor Cobra Commander. But obviously that then gives it the feel that they maybe they are... Um, this is the new world order. Here's here's the lay of the land. Let's get ready for our first skirmish. Chief, is there any chance that we have seen these before but just don't know it? Or is it's it they're so, they're so well shot that they they just feel familiar because of the style? Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I know we'll see this in some of the other images, and I, I, I've I've seen them, but only briefly flicked over the the pages. You know, a few months ago when we first talked about this, so they're kind of newish to me as well but i know you're a big fan ben of toy photography that makes the toys still look like toys i know you're not a massive fan of toy photography that tries to input too much realism and make well, the toys not look like toys yeah i just think that anyone can sort of have a dslr and put a 50 mil lens on it and, and get that that cinematic depth of field and that's great but because of what I've grown up with, I'm always trying to get back to that G.I. Joe catalogue where, you toys know... Toys look like well, toys. Yeah, well, it's not in their interest to make them not look like toys. The cool thing about these, <clears throat> these photos to me is that if you're a kid looking at these, they almost feel... Obviously, they're technically incredible, but they almost feel achievable. Like, oh, my God, I could get all my Joes up. And I could line them up, and I could do something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can make that diorama. It, yeah. it certainly makes you want to um, troop build. Looking at that, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mom, I want a dozen iron grenadiers. And I was what? the same I guy. Was such a troop builder. I mean, I I had maybe seven or eight iron grenadiers. Ben, to feed into your point about like the toyetic nature of, of shooting these these subjects, something that is very important and what sets perhaps a an advertising catalog apart from like like serious toy photography that we see nowadays is the angle choice and the fact that it's a, yeah. a big wide. Yeah, we're totally. clearly seeing products. We're not seeing a worm's eye view trying to make them more than yeah. what they are. So and getting this kind of this three-quarter raised perspective. Yeah, you just don't see big wides. And you, mainly because, um, you know, the guy in his garden has got a tiny little <laughs> thing to work with and he doesn't have this amazing diorama. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Paul <clears throat> Pamphalone, Plastic Battles, his dioramas are typically made out of pizza boxes. Amazing. Yeah, he builds the environment inside the box and the sort of the depth of field um, and just kind of shoots within within a, a pizza box uh, size environment. Yeah. Oh. From a kid's point of view, I don't believe you can stare and kind of create stories by looking at a torso shot with crazy depth of field. Like it doesn't, 
inspire my imagination whereas i could stare at that and you can just go crazy and if you were a kid looking at that you are gonna be as you say jonesing to go out and buy gi joe aren't you well whoever masterminded this catalog knew what they were doing the the masters of old i think we can all learn a lesson from them but uh, should we close the chapter on on this incredible yeah. first image yeah i'm going to the next oh yeah, yeah. oh well Nice contrast here. We saw the Cobras, the enemy, and the first one, and now we've got the Joes with their pep talk. Very oh, much I more love... an informal setting. Yeah. They're all kind of at, at ease, but Falcon's definitely ruling the roost. He's got seen something to say. Few, seen quite a few of these um, similar setups on the Facebook groups on, on Joburg, etc. recently, of people posting, you know, Joes in the rec room doing this kind of R&R &R or prepping for a mission, seeing quite a few interpretations of this. Chief, this is exactly what we would have been trying to achieve with our setups when we were younger. Yeah, but our no. setups weren't, weren't a lot of firefight-based, were they? They were all no, meetings. Yeah, meetings, prep, yeah. <laughs> building, Joe's building structures. See, this, that shot is designed, because when you take that in, um, I guess someone could say, like, oh, God, that's so busy. What is going on? But it's designed to be flowed through with your eyes. You go through each Joe, don't you? You, like, you just kind of, you almost don't take it in as one thing. You go through each character. It's yeah, insane. So you've got the guys, so yeah, so like, you know, Falcon giving the briefing, whatever. The guys in the front are all very, very attentive. And as you go towards the back, look, you've got kind of Shockwave and Storm Shadow just casually leaning against the wall. <laughs> you've got about seven oh, stories going on there. Sorry, it's not, it's not Storm Shadow, is it? Who is it? Avalanche. Avalanche, sorry, apologies. Um, as you'll know, my Joe knowledge is not that good. But yeah, they're just casually Damn. leaning against the wall. It's brilliant. I dig. I really love like how like how uh, I mean, you guys have touched on this how casual it all is but uh, it, it's great to see that you got all these joes but they're not like holding their guns you know it's all like you got storm shadow with his bow and he's just like chilled there you yeah. know and you got uh dodger with his foot on the box and they're just really in there and they're very characteristic you know and it's very it's it's such a like contrast to the american stuff because the american stuff is very you know, oh i'm here with my guns you know yeah. and yeah, and yeah, this is so great. Right. I mean, all, all of them. You, you make a great point there, Paul. Like, like they, they've been very restrained. They're not showing each character with everything that they've got, like rock and roll version two with his enormous, like, car engines in each hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, these guys, they're very pared down. If uh, that some of them photo landed on the G.I. Joe office or Hasbro in America, they would be like, what the heck is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. where the, where's the guns where's the action yeah this is not selling figures this is it's planting seeds you know it's storytelling isn't it it's, it's you know i've got yeah. to give some props to the fact that they have an unposable farm animal of a creature you know the animal companion uh max the bobcat right. who only has one pose but they've given him motion they've used that yeah. static pose and given it more dimension than the static pose initially offers. Like he's climbing up on a, a box. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. Very cool. It's like, it's like spear, it's like saying, no boy, down, down, stay down. I'm trying to yeah. work out how they got Avalanche's foot to do that in the shot. I want, I, I can't, I've got Storm Shadow here. He's my, and it really looks like his foot is crossed over. So I don't yes. know if they're like 
dislocated the leg and put in some like prestic or something to create Man, that they, they go deep if they do that they actually go as far as deconstructing the figures to give them more variation to their posing i think my favorite there is shockwave because he is just cash and he's like yeah i get the mission it's gonna be relaxed yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the no, these geeks at the front. You got the geek <laughs> right at the front. African charbroil, or perhaps a little too close. It's like, like yeah, and I like how they both have their little um, Buck Rogers shoulders. Yeah, yeah. BF2K and regular GI Joe, but they both look like like they're yeah. from twenty years into the future. They're the first Speaking ones of, to go six feet under. I bet you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gory in the case of Charbroil, sun, but sun, sunset, it's beautiful. What do you guys think about the varied groupings? I mean, we've got regular card GI Joe personnel mixed in with BF2K, mixed in with the Renegades. Like, do you I, envision? I yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Great. Hmm. I, I mean, again, with the the shadows, you know, he has created. You know, you know, in my head, there is a window the other side of that with a stunning sunset happening right there hmm. it's gorgeous yeah, yeah shrunk down maps i mean they put a lot oh. of effort into the i love props. those yeah those must have been expensive to print in that time as well so explain yeah. um the thing is i mean these were shot in the 80s or late oh uh, yeah late 80s um mm -hmm. and just to get like small stuff printed out like that it must have like printing wasn't as uh, as accessible as it is to us now obviously what do you I mean they didn't just cut up uh, pieces of encyclopedia <laughs> you know what looking I at could it be. could be it could be or it could have been like they took a photo of a map on an encyclopedia just to get that scaling right because who yeah, here has noticed yeah. the yeah. falcon shotguns yeah man on the wall rack really They've gotten some paint axe, uh, accents. Yeah, Muskrat mm. loves a shotgun too. Mm -hmm. I always got that one confused with Falcons. What color is, the it, only is, one. It, is it just a black? Is it just generally black? What have they done? They painted the stocks brown, have they? Yeah. Painted the stock and the pump. Nice touch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, man. Very good. Okay. So, how does it work with the, with the crease there? I don't. Is it like it folds open into like. It's I think there, there might have been text on the the, the one face okay. that's been cut. So so Paul has cropped uh, in. So we just have the image. Okay. There might have been information. I think, if, if memory serves. Are you, but, are you um, your hands on this? Do you think is this something? Not, oh, something I would like to get. Yeah. Uh, if it crossed my path, I don't on. know. All right, I could do a quick little search. But just uh, while I do that. Gentlemen, between the Cobra approach and the Joe approach, do you have a favorite? Or they're both separate but equal in your I favor? I think separate but equal because they're not exactly the same kind of, I don't know. I think that the Joe one for me, there's more going on there to study. Mm -hmm. I've just skipped forward to the next one and, this, and then it's completely Epic. paired back. Well, let's take a look at image. Yeah, they're on one. Well, so we saw we them being saw, buddies. Yeah, Ooh. you're right. We saw them, We saw these two guys leaning against the oh. wall, and now we see them actually out on their mission. That looks like a big head carved looks, into the rock with a mouth. It looks like, a yeah, snake. It looks like a snake to me. A snake head on the left, and it kind of trawls 
back around, a very Man. buried snake. These boys are best buds, man, in this universe. <laughs> Just on the topic of the Benelux catalogue, none for sale on eBay at the moment. Mm, Sold listings? Ah, jeez, chief, more homework for S-jobs. <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. What is that little uh, vehicle, that number three? The vehicle, I can't read the text here. Vehicle Tau Taren. Did they come with the... The blister packs on a particular series. What were they? Yeah, uh, they were motorized vehicle packs. Uh, in the United States, they were released in the 1988 series. Obviously, in, in Europe, uh, as late as 1990, it seems. And this was the ATV, all-terrain vehicle, otherwise known as a complete death trap. I mean, they're, they're kind of um, miniaturized vehicles that had wind-up-and-go features. Incidentally, right. not... They're licensed by Hasbro, but actually made by Tomy in Japan. Okay. I don't know I mean, if you know Tomy toys. It just yeah. looks small. That if a figure goes on that, it's going to look like a oh. toy clown car. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly right, Chief. Okay, okay, right. I did a review of one of these uh, once upon a time. If you're a fan of G.I. Joe book, maybe you'd like to dig it up. Uh, I'll have the link in the description as well. But yeah, it is very clown car-ish. S-Jubs, are these guys following a brief at all? Like, are they ticking boxes? Do they have they have to put that in there because that is for sale? And, you know, I, I, I think all of these... Look, I think they have a lot of freedom because to do a spread, which is no doubt going to cost money and take a lot of time and effort and expertise to basically advertise one vehicle, two figures, and an accessory. Like, that's, yeah. that's incredible. So so the brief was probably, like, all of these toys were probably within that series. Um, I mean, the text will will give you the, their their actual names. Um, but it's it's so stylish. The presentation of it is so restrained. Well, so what would yeah. that be made out of, do you reckon, that, that diorama? I can't tell what the base material is like, but I, I think the snow and stuff is probably made out of, uh, I want to say salt. Um, it's mm. like saline solution. Like uh, you, you do that and you sort of just let it crystallize. Um, otherwise, it's just literally salt and then you just spray an adhesive on it and try to get it to fix. It's That's the one way. Chips, Chief. It's the what? It's the stuff you put on your chips. Salt, yeah. <laughs> salt. Oh, I could, I'm going to go for some chips tonight, I think. I love chips. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's down. He's down. Love chips. <laughs> Sold. But uh, uh, thoughts on the Cobra Wolf, gentlemen? Well, again, I never, I never had it. You never had it. I don't think, did you? And so I never actually, I've never physically seen it in person. Oh, it has got a great snow speeder feel to it. Something That's about it. having a a pilot and a gunner. You know, in that tandem position, of course, the gunner gets to face forward, which is something <laughs> the poor um, Hoth Snowspeeder pilot had had no benefit yeah. of. Um, but it just, it feels tight. You know, there's a tightness to the design, which is so appealing. Yeah, I'm yeah, a big fan actually, of the wolf. It actually doesn't feel like anything else in mm. GI But I mean, the fact that it has an asymmetrical configuration and the first time you pop up the, the missile box, because it's on a, a very juicy like swivel and it's nicely balanced. So and it has good friction to it as well. I mean, it's just it's a very pleasing tactile toy. 
It does have feel like a European that did not hit us at all. Okay. It's funny, my my uh, my Cobra Wolf was definitely a action force box. Wow. So skipped you by and came sailing straight down to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> Something to remark on on this um shot is on the um other European catalog that we got um mm -hmm. in South Africa, the uh, uh, a lot of the guys are shown riding those little motorized vehicles. Yes. And I think I think these photographers felt that they looked goofy. Like we mentioned earlier, it looks like, you know, a clown car. And I think they opted not to do that. And I think they felt that it would be much better to try and sell it on the profile of the vehicle itself. Yeah. And, and um, also they've kind of put it in the foreground, haven't they? So if it was next to them, it would look even smaller. So, yeah. yeah. I think behind the scenes, they were, they were like, oh, Christ, just put it in there. We have to. We're contracted to put it in there. <laughs> Placement. No, no, there's definitely that. Um, but at least, but I, I think that choice not to put a Joe on it was like very smart. I think they yeah. sold more of these in Belgium than they did uh, anywhere else, possibly. <laughs> Speculation. <laughs> this is also like that is an indulgent um, shot as well because it's there's not much going on in the center, it's kind of off to the side. It's it's again surprising to see it in a in a catalogue that's trying to sell toys. It's so refreshing. I think it makes you think. Okay, cool. I, I like the Arctic snow stuff. This this setting looks really cool. I'm going to need to get a wolf or at least two. Um, yeah. So, you know, it def I think it definitely would capture the imagination of, of kids. It, it would buzz my berries. It does buzz my berries now. But if I if I'd have seen this stuff when I was 11 12 i would have lost my mind yeah well when you get to the next one it, it, that's going to make you want to buy that vehicle straight away if you're a kid what well i'm gonna have to go there now indeed oh. image number four. Oh, oh my Jeez. god Jeez. oh god oh, you know they've captured the you know the okay fine the rotors aren't um in motion which is not going to be possible but the shadow no, they've, cap like. they've, they, they've captured the feeling of it you know hovering and maybe um spearheads just jumped out or you know the gunner repeater there is is about to jump out or do something or yeah they've captured that motion even without there being motion very clever yeah but you wouldn't trust me chief you would not want to look at that image with the with a kind of blurred you just you know no. it's not about that is it yeah no look exactly I don't, I don't i don't want it to look i don't want some post photography um you know mm effects to make it look like those rotors are spinning i don't want that on this shot they've dirtied it up as well haven't they they put like dust and stuff and rubble yeah. dust on the tomahawk it looks fantastic who is that in the tomahawk is that repeat who is that yeah, Repeater. Right. well yeah. done benjamin uh i'm trying to think when i got the tomahawk i want to say christmas 1990 is that when well, it came that, out in europe around then i like to say that but it never happened i've got a action force box with my tomahawk um, i know you have i've seen it on your youtube it's insane you've just got one here's one i made earlier it's, it's random it's i know right yes. the, the date on the box is 1988 and didn't you get it for like nothing yeah about 250 rands so that's 18 dollars why do i remember this <laughs> That is um, a heck of a vehicle, people. 
It's What's the best. Yeah, it's good. What is Taurus doing? What's Taurus doing here? He's it's taking like he's, a he's, like, Wee. he's practicing for the circus, Chief. Yeah, yeah very good. Yep, circus strongman slash uh, member of the Renegades. But Chief, you seem to be of the opinion that the Tomahawk was uh, dropping guys off. I'm feeling like they are picking Taurus up. Okay, like maybe a rescue he's mission. He's on the run. Covering yeah, fire. Oh, I like yeah. that. I like that better. That's a better... Yeah. You can tell how much fun they had building that. That is so awesome. So and, much detail. Wow. The kind of faux concrete. It's, it's like... Doing? So smart. It's nicely done. Yeah, you know, you cool. can tell that there's more going on there if you pull out. And it's like... when I think if you build these kind of dioramas, there's probably a... Um, you kind of just like, oh, I want to, I want to show it all, but they've kind of just punched in there, and it's so yeah. nice. That's what, that's where you see, like you said, Ben. That's where you see you pan out and you get all those cobras from the first spread. They're all on his tail. Yeah, <laughs> you, you pan out and you see the giant rod that's in the back of the tomahawks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the, or the guy's hand, the guy's hand yeah. is holding it. Uh, who hasn't done that though? Like, if you very can't cool. actually suspend it with uh, some very thin wire or or, or, or piano line, <laughs> you just got your hand off off frame. You could cool. get so much purchase on those rotors with the tomahawk that when I was playing, one good like wrist turn, you could have like fifteen seconds of play looking like it was flying. You oh, know. Man. I, I've had I've had good and bad success with cranking those rotors. Sometimes they're just a little bit too wobbly, so they kind of yes, they kind of peter out a lot quicker. Mm. Yeah. So I think we you had the magic touch, brother. Every one of these photos, it's the same deal. It's their lighting is what makes these images. Yeah. It's it's off the hook because mm. if that was flat. It would look, you know, it's like, it would be a completely different image. Mm. But there's just so much going on. I wonder Very how long it took to, to light these things. I bet they played around for ages. Yeah. Well, the sunset, the sunset that you liked was coming through the window on uh, image two. Uh, you'll get that on image five as well. Before we flick on any further, Paul, do you have any insight to add since this is your first time witnessing these images? Yeah, but dude, I would. I mean, uh, and it just it gets me all excited because uh, I can feel the way I feel now is how I would have felt as a kid. I would have been like, yeah, I want to make stuff. I want to like make diorama pieces to make this happen. Um, these are very cool. Like, I I actually feel cheated that we didn't get these as as kids. Like, really. <laughs> well, shit the bed. If you go to image five, holy Ooh. smoke. That's that's a minimalist. That is a minimalist approach, but that achieving is is so blood. much. Uh, Ooh. God, that is like desert storm. What are they doing? That is a key a pipe, pipeline. Yeah, the pipeline they've got, poorly, yeah. They've got patch in maybe or doing oh. something. They're sending a drone down the pipeline or something. I don't know, doing something good. Why aren't you building a pipeline, Chief, for your dioramas? That is yeah, Awesome. Where I live at the moment on the south coast, Bournemouth, on the beach, they are um, they're like pumping loads of sand and stuff, and they've got a pipeline like that that kind of runs for miles on the coast, and it 
it's so cool and it just makes me think of that like, <laughs> your, wife, your wife doesn't seem to think it's cool man she's pipelines uh... are like a strategic like that that is a key kind of you know cobra want the goddamn oil fields or something Mm. But uh, something that you said about two images back about not mounting any figures on these mini vehicles comes mm. back again because Falcon mm. is very interestingly posed. He's kind of hunkered down behind it. You're telling me he's supposed to sit on that? Mate, <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine his legs going on either side of that cannon. But they're no. playing it more like it's a drone that they've sent out or something, aren't they? And he's maybe just doing a bit of maintenance on the back of it. Or, he, or he's just ready to get on it and open fire or something. It's clever on two levels because it doesn't betray how silly a figure looks on it, but it also gives it an added use. Like, you don't just have to sit your figure on it. You can use it as a stationary gun emplacement. Yeah. Well, I, I guarantee you, you know, if you're, maybe not if you're a kid, but, you know, now, as you, as you get a bit older, if you saw that image and you got that vehicle, you would, I would only ever use it like Falcon's using it there. You know, that's given me an inspiration yeah. to use it like that rather than sit him on it. Who's driving? Oh, dear. Okay, well, in, in, in the United States, his name was Skidmark. Uh, <laughs> Super Skidmarks? <laughs> but for, fortunately renamed in the rest of the English-speaking world Treadmark. as Treadmark. Yay, very good. Chiefs, uh, pulling back some Diagnostic 80 knowledge bombs. So something I got to mention now, because I've seen it uh, across all of these images now, but they're using a very strong okay. triangular layout uh, for the images, for the photographs. Mm -hmm. uh, I say like, yeah, I, I'm going to say layout, but it's more composition. Uh, so you'll look here on the left of this image. It's very big. And then it, it sort of goes to a point where Falcon is uh, with, the, with the little vehicle. And you'll actually see it that same kind of shape. Uh, recreates in all of the images, whether it's going right, left to right with a point, or right to left with a point. So, so what does that do? Focus your eye, does it? Yeah, it does. It 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 leads you through, and it gives you like a story. It's it's taking you through the story. And I noticed it. I mean, it was it's very obvious in the first shot that we looked at with all of the the troopers because they're all you yeah know, in these triangle formations. Um, but if you actually take your hands and you like squint your one eye and you draw a little triangle, you'll see that they do converge on. Battle Armor Cobra Commander. Although, to be fair, I think he could be pulled out a bit more, but whatever. But yeah, it does. It, it, it kind of funnels you into that focal point. And then you kind of want to go back. It's it's a weird kind of like, it makes you ping pong. Yeah. Very cool. It's a very, yeah, that's very what I like. There's a lot of empty space in these shots, which I really love. Um, and look at the um, the shadow on all of that foreground is something else. Yeah, I love that. That depth of field is created with the lighting as well. Yeah. I just broke Shockwave's backpack. Jeez. Oh, oh man. Wow. What, the peg stuck in? Peg stuck in. <laughs> I can still get to it with, with pliers. Every time I come on one of these things, I'm, I'm breaking figures. Oh, Ben. All thumbs, mate. Well, look, guys. That is my... So far, that is my fave. That is just right up my kind of street aesthetically. I freaking love that. Nice. Don't know if I mentioned it before, but the vehicle featured is the G.I. Joe tank car, which is laughable because it's neither. Not a tank nor a car. <laughs> Kitty cart. Yeah. Image Sorry. six. Here we go. Now we got some atmospheric oh. rain. Oh, man. You know I love that vehicle, Chief. 
I know you love the vehicle. And also, the guy driving it, Slaughter, Slaughter seems to be the only one of the Joes who spotted Raptor. Yeah, he's on that 50. Yeah, he's about to blow him away. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's at least a three-way tie in present company as to who loves the Warthog the most. Uh, I know it's my favorite G.I. Joe vehicle. Paul, I'm pretty sure you as well. Ben, top three or is it the top dog? Mm, top three, Chief, you were there when I got that. Argos, Bournemouth, um, you won't remember because you don't remember anything. But um, yeah, you were there. I think I do. I think you just loved the amount of peg holes to stand figures on. Loved it. Just loved it. That rock formation is identical to an area of Dorset called Durdle Door that I live near. Okay. Oh, it's sort of a rock arch. That archway. It's very famous. Oh, nice. Okay. Modeled after it, perhaps. Yep. Possibly. Um, how are we thinking they are achieving the the rain? Because I like it because it's clearly... Is it in camera? I think it is. I'm pretty sure everything's in camera. Yeah. Um, they, it's, it's they must have been taking hundreds and hundreds of pictures to, yeah. to get a hero, hero shot like this. Yeah. And that's, that's film. That is the old process. I mean, <laughs> they had to have this shit developed. That looks yeah, great. Yeah. How's, how's, the, how's that water air lifted in? Dude! Oh, it's it's uh, amphibious. It's amphibious, brother. Yeah, but it Jeez. can't go across like the sea. I don't know. Uh, like, of course I it think can. The, maybe there's a landing craft off to the left of frame, but the warthog is amphibious in that I think it has um, propellers, but unfortunately they aren't sculpted in the toy. Oh, right. I, I, no, I thought you meant it can go, it can go underwater as long as the treads are on the bottom of the, the water base, but you're saying it can float in water. Chief, you're a crazy man. Have you not done duck tours <laughs> in London on the River Thames? You drive no. in, you then it turns into a boat, and then you see all the stuff, and then you drive on the road. Okay. Oh, yes, the good old D- DUKWs. They got them in <laughs> Singapore as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, unfortunately, the Warthog didn't have that sculpted detail, but I always assumed it. And the toy itself, if you've ever played with it in water, it is a fantastically buoyant vehicle. More so than some of the boats, actually. Yeah. yeah. Gee, those aren't missiles. They're torpedoes, brother. Don't think so. They are, aren't they? Well, the big yellow ones. Yeah, they Torped- go under. They fire and then they go in. No? Uh, there is some conjecture. I don't know. I've always played them as missiles, but I think yeah. the I think you're right. The the blueprints taught them as two stage torpedoes. Yeah, Either the blueprint good. or the box back. But then there's a commercial where it features an animated sequence where the the warthog fires them at an escaping Stella Stiletto that's blasting into space. And there we go. With Either the way, of your imagination, wherever you need them to be. Raptor's in trouble, that's for sure. Yeah, he's about to be a fine red mist. Yeah. I mean, what was his plan? What was his plan? Well, he just him, wasn't he? But he got too close. He's very close. But the the colour of him and the rocks is so subtle and lovely that, um, you know, he is quite camouflaged there. It's nice. It's quite possible that from his eyeline, he's only just peeking over that rock. Like, he could duck back down. 
He was a bit rich for you, Chief, back in the day when I, I, I got him. And that was definitely when you were like, well, who is this guy? Ben? Well, that's when, that's when <laughs> as a kid, I didn't like Wacky and Zany. And now <laughs> I've, done a, I've done a 180 now. I like hardcore military stuff, but I like <laughs> Wacky Zany. Yeah. That when you approach 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, should we roll on into yeah, yeah. number six, seven? <clears throat> seven. Oh, geez. the bad boys on display. Ooh. Some depth there, man. We got some depth. Once again, compelling you to army build not only figures but vehicles. Yeah, three, three demons. This is kind of not conventional, but as soon as I clicked on that, that is like pow. Okay, there's there it is, right on display, in your face. Are you seeing some triangles again, Paul? I am definitely. Yeah, it's mm. a big triangle on this one as well. Nice one. But there's actually two now because of the depth of field. So you got the one happening in the foreground, and you got something else, another one sort of happening in the background as well. To it's almost me, kind of like a top to bottom one, isn't it? Mm. As well. The the, yeah. the depth of field on that actually for me is a little bit too aggressive. Actually, um, almost like it's two planes of shot going on there. Mm. Um, I actually I, think that's how they did it. To be honest. I could actually do with it being a little bit. Oh, well, you think it was two shots? No, no, I don't. I just, I, I you know, the other images are so sort of flat. That's why yeah. this one is so, um, you know, that cinematic. Is, yeah, it's like, man, look at those troopers. Look at those iron grenadiers. Short, strong foot. They're all running around with their pistols. I always thought, like, in the fields, they'd more likely have their submachine guns. But uh, yeah. we've spoken about this, haven't we, Chief? It's a, it's a nightmare getting that into the hand and then into the crook of the elbow. You either got the magic touch or you don't. Do you think this shot would be more interesting if you lost Destro? Mm, good yeah, I don't know if he's necessary, is he? he, he I, well, they I don't know. Him, but um, I yeah. think the image would look way cooler <laughs> without that. Yeah, there's just something going on on this one. that I don't know. That rock looks almost cut. I don't... Yeah, it's still lovely. Great, great image. My least favorite so far. Yeah, same. And I've struggled to find catalog images of the demon featuring its raised configuration. Did you guys know the toy can gather its tracks underneath it and become kind of elevated? It's got a lovely, um, I like that Destro decal. I think. Oh, does it use it in the comic? Or does it uh, not? No, I'm, I think I'm, I'm Razorback. Um, Razorbacks, I, definitely. But the demon up, had a similar... Right. Yeah. Yeah, just, it just would happen horizontally. Or, I don't know, never, never, seen a, never seen a demon in the physical. Okay. Well, uh, I think... <laughs> if I'm remembering correctly, there was a panel at the final Joe-Con where they showcased that the demon was initially slated to be a G.I. Joe snow tank. But then got tossed into Destro's camp. Can you, put, can you put figures on that? Has it got pegs for guys? It's got three seats in that cab. <clears throat> one rear-facing gunner position, one side-facing weapons control officer, and one front-facing driver. And the Destro badge slash that red section in the center is translucent. So it's, I suppose, it's glass. It's armored glass. 
<laughs> though you got this big bit of branding right in front of your eyes. I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. how conducive that is to driving well. Maybe it's, <laughs> yeah, it's one-way glass, one-way mirror. I've actually moved. I'm on image eight. Brisk. I like it. Let's do it. Image eight. Oh, do we have any Skystorm fans wow. in the house? What's Skystorm? That's the vehicle in the foreground, oh. man. Give me a year on that, S. Jobs. Uh, in the United States, 1988. And oh, I suppose really? the rest of the world's 1990, as late as that. I love the oh, fact Sky, that... Skystorm's the, the pilot of... Uh, windmill is the pilot of the Skystorm. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. sorry. And it's I called the Typhon. Which I like that. The Typhon. Ooh, tell me like, there's a Phantom X-19 in here. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, you have to cool. wait and see, my boy. Is this vehicle? I don't really know this vehicle outside of a, a few scant comic appearances. Is this not a VTOL aircraft, or so it has a rotor blade, as you can see? But the rotor blade is designed to stop rotation and become like a wing surface, an X-wing surface. It was actually called the Skystorm X-wing chopper, which right. is the mouthful. Yeah, it's a few too many words. Thank you very much. Um, but it is based on at least experimental technology. Um, in Popular Mechanics magazines of the, the late 60s and early 70s, I'm going to say, this was a experimental design that was being flirted with. And I think okay. they made a half-scale model that actually flew, but it never went into production. It basically combines the fact that you've got a VTOL capability, but then the speed of a jet. And this, right. this Conquest, uh, again, I've never seen it in the flesh, but it looks tiny. Um, how did it scale compared to the Sky Striker? Half? It's oh, wow. half, I'd say two-thirds. But yeah, it's, it's a smaller bird. It looks I'd say very in terms stubby. Of, if you're thinking in terms of like um, toy price points or classes, like the Sky Striker and the Night Raven mm. are in a class together, and the Conquest would more comfortably fit in the same class as the Rattler. This is sort of a step down. It also didn't have um, a landing gear mechanism, whereas the Sky Striker and Night Raven have, have a, an actual mechanical you know, drop-down mechanism. Yeah, that's... I love yeah. the fact that the Skystorm is banking so aggressively. Yeah. That's, that kind of motion is so cool. I'm a fan of this, this craft. And to have it yeah. in like an ice space, it just makes a lot of visual sense to me. It's yeah, not I in camo. It's mode. not in desert desert colors. It's it's it fits this um, aesthetic. Yeah, it looks stupid to me. It looks stupid to me that vehicle. You know that that was also my initial impression of it. But I got to say, I've come around to liking it quite a bit now, um, especially because I've seen it in the flesh, um, so to speak. Um, and it does it it does have an appeal when you play with it, when you actually have it right. in hand. And I know that one can say that about everything, but it's just the goofiness of it that you see in the pictures disappears and i've got to say this is probably one of the best ways it's been presented so okay cool i'm i'm sorry it's failed you chief <laughs> no 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 no. that's just that's just my um i don't know but i think i think you're right i think with a lot of things you see it and you're like and then you get it and you're like oh this is actually i was wrong here and i think this could be a that this could be a prime example of that in terms of a play pattern it marries like the speed of a jet with the functionality of a helicopter. So within one toy, you had a lot of fun play potential, but it's got a terrible gimmick, which I suppose I'll, I'll briefly outline. 
So that round disc on the top is actually a plunger, which you would then pull up and the blades would extend further. You'd push it down and the blades would retract. Okay, good. I wished, well, I wish they'd done away with it altogether. It's quite fragile. The blades have to bend in order to kind of go into the main body of the craft to kind of be retracted. So they often snap. But I just wish they were fully extended the whole time, to be honest. Mm. It's too fiddly. And half the time, you've got this damn plunger sticking out. And it's an eyesore. It's kind of played off as like a ray dome. Like you've got aircraft that have a sort of, sort of bobble on top. Like the, the longbow yeah. Apache has that thing on top, which is radar, I guess. But it just, yeah, it, it, it hurt the lines of the craft. Uh, before we move on, I'm just going to pay a little close attention to the United States sticker which mine didn't have because I had the Action Force release, um, which had just the Action Force star and the tricolor. Uh, so these toys that they are using for this photography were probably sourced from the United States. Mm. Maybe they weren't actually using the stock that maybe the stock hadn't arrived yet or hadn't been produced or hadn't been boxed. Um, but yeah, it's stick it up as the United States release. Just an observation. Yeah, yeah, because of the uh, we had that Canadian tomahawk earlier as well. Oh yeah, yeah. How was it? So they're obviously that. sourcing their toys from all over the show. I don't want to break yeah, up this um, love fest, but my entire family has just walked through the door. <laughs> and I think that, my friends, is a perfect opportunity to leave it. I don't know if I'm there to maintain good uh, audio. <laughs> but, no, um, brother. Play with how the kids. do you feel about? doing a part two we might need this might need to be a trilogy to be honest with you how many how many how many images are there 26 26, 26. of these bad boys chief all right yeah well it sounds like there's another two parts coming up easily oh easily. sorry 20, 20, 23 i got a little bit carried away but That's there right. is a second catalog there is a 1991 catalog with but if you call now even what? more treats in store i haven't seen that <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, then it'll be sight unseen for the both of you, if, or the three of you, actually, if you can restrain yourself from checking it out. Guys. But you, dear listener slash viewer, if you want to check out these images, you can find high quality scans on plasticbattles.net. The link will be in the description. Check it out, guys. Salivate over these images and enjoy your collections. Yo, Joburg. Yo, oh, Joburg.